This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Center Stage. I am your host, John Vincent, and this week we are with attorney Dennis Kanan, and we are talking about things that you can do to maximize your bar membership. And I know, I think for most attorneys, if not all attorneys across the country, some sort of bar membership is required of you. So if, you, if you're going to have to do it, why not make the most out of it? And uh, Dennis here, he knows all about it. He has several years under his belt being in bar memberships, taking advantage of it, and he is uh, happily joined us today to share just some of the things that he's learned and, and some of the things that he does. And so, Dennis, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm well, and John, thank you for inviting me on your show. I appreciate it. Awesome. So, yeah, so before we jump in, you know, why don't you take a couple minutes, introduce yourself. Why, why should we care about, you know, getting into getting the most out of a bar membership to begin with? So, as lawyers, as you said, John, we have to be a member of, of a bar. I'm in Florida, my office is in Miami, and I uh, live and was uh, raised on Miami Beach where I continue to live. So we have to be a member of the Florida bar. So if you have to be a member of the bar, you may as well take advantage of those things that the bar does for you instead of just at you. Um, and there's a myriad of things that the bar has done for me and for my practice, and just for my enjoyment of life over the decades of my practice. Yeah. And and I know like even beyond state bars, and I, and I know people out here know this, but I mean, you have bars on the county level, city level, you have bars based on, you know, certain demographics. I know that there's a, there's women's bar associations, LGBTQ associations, all kinds of stuff. And so um, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. And so, yeah, I mean, just to start off, you know, kind of a broader view, what are some of the sorts of activities that attorneys can participate in as a result of their bar membership that maybe they may not immediately think about? So I, I started out on, on the local level before I got involved in the statewide, statewide bar. Hmm. Um, when I was a young lawyer, which is in a while, but when I was a young lawyer, once I felt comfortable that I was learning my practice and that I had the confidence in going out and doing something in addition to my normal work, I got involved with the Day County Bar Association, uh, the Young Lawyer section, and I ran for the board and I um, got involved uh, chairing the committee dealing with schools, which took me to a whole different area that I never knew I'd get to. I, I got involved with the school system, I organized programs for kids. I became a partner with a, a middle school and a, of at-risk kids. I'm fully bilingual in Spanish. So I, I, this being South Florida, I went to a classroom where the kids were all recent immigrants. So classes were in Spanish and English, and I became a partner to the, to the school. And so through, the, through my early bar participation, I got to help kids and the truth of the matter is, at the time, there were many social aspects, and I went to everything. And truth be told, there was a period of time as a young lawyer and I was single that I did not go to a supermarket in, for two years. I literally would attend bar events multiple nights per week, 
many of which had free, free food, and I went, or I got my, my firm to pay for me to go to these things. And I got to make a lot of friends, and I got to meet people. And uh, many lawyers are social, and if you're not social, it kind of pushes you into it. And I made lifelong friendships, and also there is a salutary effect that sometimes you might get business. So I started at the local at the local Dade County Bar as a young lawyer, and that just sort of fed into more things over the years. Yeah, and so obviously, it's not just lawyers who are members of the bar association. You have judges that are involved in it as well. Um, you know, obviously, you know the point you just made. You know, you can create those referral sources. Um, by, by, you know, making friends with other attorneys, maybe in different practice areas and stuff like that. But what about those judges? You know, what, why is it important to develop relationships with judges and, you know, along with obviously the other attorneys in the bar? So in my practice, and I represent people with criminal and civil tax problems and criminal problems, Mm. uh, tax controversy and criminal defense, I appear a lot in front of judges, state and federal. We all know federal judges are, you know, the only thing above them is, is, is God or some all-powerful being. And even then, they don't necessarily buy that. So, so what's helpful when you're a member uh, of the bar and you're going to social events is schmoozing the judges. Now, state court judges in Florida who have to stand for election at the trial level um, are hoping to accomplish a few things. One, they're hoping to get people not to run against them, and they're hoping to attract uh, lawyers that are gonna that are gonna either give them money or will sign on to these massive lists of supporters. So they're gonna be friendly at social occasions for a variety of sometimes not altruistic reasons, but that's okay. Lawyers. They want to meet the judges because they want, when they go to court, that the judge says, oh, nice to see you, Dennis. How have you been? Lawyers like that because they want the clients to have a perception that you are known by the judges in a good way. So it's a win-win situation. The judges go to the event so they don't get people to run against them. And so then when they ask the lawyers for money, if you're in a state where judges run for election, and money is what greases the election process because everything costs money to, to run ads. Um, it's a relationship that you can help foster. Also, the truth of the matter is that many of us are social beings and it's just helpful. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And and so, you know, in, in being part of the bar, um, you know, it, it's obviously a, a big networking event and, and opportunity there. But beyond just, you know, generating new contacts, starting new relationships, what other sorts of opportunities have you seen arise out of developing these relationships from bar associations? Well, absolutely. So, so just to tell you a little bit, uh, John, about my journey. So I was involved for five years on the board of the Young Lawyers section. And Dade County has historically been the, the largest uh, voluntary bar in Florida meaning you don't need to be a member of the Dade County Bar. So after I was on that for five years, I ran for the senior bar, mm-hmm. but I was still a young lawyer, uh, but I ran for the senior bar. And I 
was on that board. And ultimately after eight years, I became president of the Dade County Bar. And so the opportunity that gives you when you become president is now all the judges know you. And in all the swearing in ceremonies of all the judges in Dade County, the Dade County Bar president uh, makes a speech. Yeah. So what happens is now the judges know you, now they see you. At the same time, um, you have cases against other lawyers because we live in an adversarial system. Unless you're doing purely corporate planning, you're going to have a lawyer on the other side. And it's nice that when you see the lawyer on the other side, he or she remembers you from a bar event and you have a commonality of interest by having been involved in something. And at the end of the day, we're just people. And if you can have a spark of a relationship with someone on the other side, it's nice. And then of course, if you get old enough, your, your relationships, they become powerful people, many of them. Uh, I had someone that I became friends with on the young lawyer level, and she ultimately became general counsel to the governor. And so there are things that are, uh, you have an issue? I knew I could pick up the phone and call her. So one thing snowballs into another, and, and it doesn't have to be for selfish reasons. It just happens that you build relationships. Yeah. And sometimes you get a referral, which is nice, or sometimes it just makes your case easier because you know the lawyer on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, so many different avenues that you can take with that. And I know, uh, you know, one of the things that we encourage is looking for those opportunities, you know, whether it's in your bar association or any other sort of networking event you go to, you know, especially now in, in the marketing world where you have all of these content opportunities available, maybe someone else in your bar association, you know, wants to pick your brain and bring in your expertise for some sort of speaking event. You know, for example, maybe there's a business attorney out there and, maybe he's got a bunch of clients who have some tax issues. Well, oh, who do I know? Oh, I know Dennis. Dennis knows a lot of tax stuff. I can bring him in, have him talk to my clients. All of a sudden you've got a great referral source there. And then down the road, maybe there's something that you can reciprocate there. You know, it's, it's the whole power uh, of the referral game. And so I guess, you know, kind of the last question here um, before we wrap it up, uh, you know, we, we've talked on this show in the past about the power of networking. Um, you know, if you listen back uh, to episode, I think it was probably episode five with uh, attorney Daniel Alvarez and just talking about how he uh, has so much focus on networking as part of his, uh, the way he brings in clients. Dennis, I mean, in your experience and in the firms that you've worked with, you know, how much has being active in bar associations and, and fostering those relationships helped in the referrals that you generate and, and how your business has grown over the years? So I don't think it is, uh, to use the Latin term, the sine qua non of, of getting business. It's not the way, the only way you're going to get business. What, right. I've, what I've learned through Spotlight Branding and the relationship we've had with your great firm over the years is everything helps feed on each other, right? You, you have a blog. Does a blog get you the business? I don't know. You have a good website. Does the website get you the business? I don't know. But maybe someone saw your blog and then they looked on your website. If you didn't have a good website, maybe they said, oh, this person doesn't have a good website. You may be the greatest lawyer, but they go on to the other 100,000 lawyers in the state of Florida. So I say it all builds on each other's guys. So yes. 
what what I've done or tried to do, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, is I've tried to to let all these things build with each other. So from the Day County Bar, I ultimately was on the Board of Governors of the Florida Bar for 12 years, um, from 2006 to 2018. I was president of the Federal Bar, South Florida chapter. So I, I began to meet people statewide, locally, um, and it all built on each other. It wasn't, it's not one thing, right? It's, it's like a lot of things. Sometimes your neighbor sends you business and maybe they weren't your neighbor, you wouldn't have gotten the business. But maybe if you weren't nice, a nice neighbor that, you know, uh, you didn't, you didn't uh, make garbage on, the, on their right. side of the yard. So I'd say all these things work together. And, and I have found um, in my life, and I'm sure you, you, you find it, and similarly in the other professionals and lawyers on, that, are, that are listening to this, you find that you like to do business with people you like, yeah. right? If, if, if when I emailed Spotlight with a question and I didn't get a, a response right away, or I didn't like the person I was dealing with, and you guys are great. Everyone, I don't know what it is you do in North Carolina, but everyone is happy and peppy. I, I, I find I like to do business with people that I like. Yeah. Now, I might not always like the clients, right? We don't always like our clients, but the referral sources, there's a big panoply of lawyers you can, you can refer things to. All these things, I think, feed on each other. And you hope that there's a critical mass. And so they say, oh, gee, I heard this lawyer speak on this, on this tax issue or this criminal issue, or if you're a personal injury lawyer, I heard him speak on this personal injury matter and they seem pretty confident, but you know what? I met them at the, at the Federal Bar Association judicial reception and I chatted with them and they were nice. So I've got three lawyers I can refer this piece of personal injury matter to. All those lawyers are gonna send me a referral fee if it's permitted under your bar under your bar rules for participation. But of these three, they're all competent. But this one woman, she's nice to me, or she she was nice to me at the, or this little guy, he was nice to me. So I'm gonna call them up. And so to that effect, I think these things all feed on each other, whether it's, whether it's the thing that's gonna close a deal, who the heck knows? I don't know, but it doesn't hurt. Right that's the way I look at it. Yeah, totally agree. And, and, and to your point, you know, the, the term that we use is it's, it's an ecosystem, you know, it, it all feeds on each other, you know, they, they all rely on each other. And yeah, I mean, you know, someone can send you a referral, but to your point, you know, if their website looks bad or they don't really have a lot of good information, they may not end up hiring you anyway. And then all of a sudden, then maybe that makes the person who referred them to begin with, maybe that kind of damages their reputation a little bit. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different things that work together and how your marketing can really come into play there. And, but to that point, you got to be out there. You can't just sit back and just hope that good things happen. You got to be out there in your bar association, building those relationships and, and, and just being a good person. Um, 
so, so yeah, I, I think this has all been great. Uh, there's a lot of good information here as always. Uh, and so we'll wrap it up, Dennis, if you had one piece of advice to all the attorneys out there, what would it be? Well, one, I'm flattered that people would care what my piece of advice would be. <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you're not my mother or my wife who is enjoying this, you're certainly not my, my sons because they can't believe anyone pays me to do anything. But if you're not one of those people, um, I'd say what I have found the clients appreciate over the years is when I don't know something, I just tell them I don't know. Um, I don't. I think there's nothing worse than guessing and perhaps giving the wrong answer. I have no problem saying I don't know or I don't understand. And either having someone repeat it to me again or... I say, listen, I don't know the answer to that, but let me let me get back to you. Can you give me a week? I think clients appreciate it. I know that when I go to the doctor and I, I, I did the smartest thing in the world that I did is I became friends with my doctor. So now I can text them, right? But when I go to my doctor, my doctor says, I don't know. I don't see that as a sign of, of um, inferiority or a sign of, of, gee, he's not a good doctor or she's not a good doctor. I see it as a sign that a person is willing to say they don't know, but I'll get the answer for you. So I'd say it's cool to say, I don't know. Let yeah. me find out for you. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree with you more on that. I, I think that's something that it takes a lot of people a long time to learn. Uh, I, I feel fortunate. I picked out, picked up on that pretty quickly. Um, you know, especially when I, when I first started working here and dealing with attorneys, like, uh, you know, admittedly, admittedly, I was, I was scared of attorneys. You know, I, I thought that most attorneys were just like these, you know, super smart, you know, look down on people and all that kind of stuff. But then I got into working with attorneys and, you know, like you and, and a bunch of other people. And it's like, no, you guys are just regular people. You know, this is the profession that you chose. You're not scary. You're not intimidating or anything like that. And you understand like when, to your point, you ask us a question, we don't have an answer it's cool if we tell you we don't know and that we'll get back to you and it's totally respectable. And, you know, it, it, it just makes things so much easier when, especially when you're not trying to BS an answer out of somebody. So awesome. Dennis, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week. Um, super glad to have you on the show. I know you and I've worked together for a few years at this point. Uh, so I'm glad uh, that you took us up on this opportunity to come on the show. And uh, yeah, for, for everyone else out there, thank you again for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening, rate, review, like, subscribe, whatever it is. Uh, we love getting the feedback from you guys. And that's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.